You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. We have returned. It's another week of Wide Men Can't Jump. Unfortunately, tonight, Jeff is... uh, He's out doing a scouting report. He will not be here with us tonight. He is uh, scouting out the best place to get a burger. I thought he was prepping uh, for his guest spot on the uh, host spot on Jeopardy. Well, he might be. He's um, he'll be taking over. Uh, he, he'll be he'll be appearing as Lavar Burton this week. He's gonna uh, go out there like the unknown comic with a bag over his head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, I'll tell you this, um, LeVar Burton's actually doing a pretty good job. I'm kind of, uh, I'm digging it. And I got a total, I didn't watch today. I totally have to disagree. I thought he stumbled all over himself. David. Really? I thought he did well. I liked him. I don't care for his cadence. That doesn't bother me. I think, I think he does a, a nice cadence. See, I'm so old. I, I immediately felt like I was watching the kids television program were you watching the reading rainbow yeah that's what it sounded like to me it didn't sound like jeopardy isn't that crazy well, see to, to my age group that's comforting because we watched the reading rainbow well, to so. me it was to me it was frightening <laughs> <laughs> that guy's still alive holy crap it's jordy man you can't take out jordy uh, star trek I, I did see a story on that vein they yeah. released the ratings for um the guest host so far, just to, I mean, and it's that's yeah. not going to be the determining factor, but it's going to be part of it. Uh, first, of course, Ken Jennings, number one, of course. Of course. Uh, number two, uh, was the producer guy, whatever his name is. Yeah, he, he did pretty good. And uh, number three, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not surprised by that, which should probably scare the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit here soon uh, about Aaron Rodgers. There's been some news. Uh, come to light on Aaron Rodgers, but um, now what do you know? Before we go there, we just gotta gotta get this in quick. Okay, go ahead. Before I forget, what do you know about uh, next week's um, Wide Man Can't Jump 2021 Cholesterol Games? <laughs> I can't say I know anything. Well, I got an email from Frank. Oh God. Apparently we have a full report. The only the only on guy the, uh, the only guy I know that still that still uses Hotmail, Frank. Hotmail uses like America Online. <laughs> he dropped you <laughs> dropped you a message on ICQ, did he? Yeah, still got, got a my, still got a MySpace page. Only guy I know still writes a blog on Zanga. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, he will be filing a full report about the. Uh, 
apparently they're I'm surprised you don't know about them because apparently they're taking place in the in the East Chinston. So Oh God. Well, uh, here we go. A lot of uh, apparently I, I've been forewarned, um or not forewarned, but informed, I guess would be the word. Uh, Ed Boggess uh, going for the coveted avocado medal in uh, in uh, taco uh, eating. That's what I'm told. Oh, God. So, and apparently, I have, heard of the, I have not heard of the cholesterol challenge games going on, but I'm apparently not... it's uh, the medals are avocado, grapefruit, and hot dog. Well. So I, I guess you don't really want the hot dog medal. Like, well, maybe I don't know. Some people might. And and he told me that just for a little tidbit, just as a little teaser. Um, apparently, there was no entrance in the vegetable category. Really? And I thought, okay, well, who's 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 eligible for these games? Uh, apparently, only white men, uh, people who've been on the show, or, or that we've mentioned. Or, or, or that we've mentioned. So okay, all right. So the vegetable thing. I mean, and they're not my favorite thing in the world. I know you don't like them much. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think Tom Robinson probably hasn't eaten a vegetable since I don't know the '80s, probably. Since George H. W. Bush was in office. I, I mean, Bogus. He's probably he'll eat, he'll eat yeah, anything I, that's in front of him. It probably has to have a sauce on it, though. Of course. And after that, I don't really know. I mean, Nick. He's, Armando probably eats some vegetables, but he seemed like he was more of a carb kind of guy. Mm, yeah. I'd From say what I've seen, anyway. I mean, so anyway, you got that to look forward to. So, uh, and, and apparently, guest appearance by none other than the uh, member of 13 Hall of Fames and former NWA heavyweight champion. Oh, man. Slammer of Andre the Giant. Bruce, the hangman, pole dance. It's, oh boy, here we go. So, you know what's going to happen there. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have an idea. but we, he, ch- we will... he challenged on his Facebook page, Nathan. Mm-hmm. He challenged uh, his many detractors. Oh, gosh. To an Indian strap match. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. He actually posted that even though he's blind, of he, course. Will still, he will still beat the daylights out of anyone in an Indian strap match anytime, anywhere. To which, I'm, the, the to which I'm thinking, Indian strap match. Yeah, to which I'm thinking, where does Bruce live? Because that might be worth the trip. <laughs> the only time to, t- to take a trip to the States is for this. To unload yourself at Bruce's uh, old folks home and... Adam, you know what? I would probably I would probably see him and be so like, okay, you know what? This guy's just got nothing going on. <laughs> just let him let him have his lies because he clearly has nothing else. Well, what if you what if you showed up and he actually had a strap and he was like, Tim Dombrova, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I'd be like, bring it on, Percy. <laughs> you fucking lying piece of crap. Uh, that would be quite entertaining if that happened. But uh, can you, can I get in trouble? I mean, Bruce is in his sixties. <laughs> I mean, can I get in trouble in my mid fifties for kicking the shit out of Bruce Bovins? <laughs> Only if you get caught. I'll say but that. What, what if he starts it? Well, then self defense. I mean, it doesn't isn't because he's you know the member of thirteen Hall of Fames. Well, he is. Aren't his hands lethal weapons and all that uh, stuff? I think they. I think technically they would be. 
I mean, that's how that's that's how all those Chuck Norris things got started. They were mm-hmm. Bruce first. <laughs> they just changed Bruce Bruce's name to uh, Chuck Norris's name. Oh, you right? ever wonder why Chuck Norris wears the hat? <laughs> I hate you so much now. <laughs> Enough about Bruce. Oh, anyhow, moving on. We give Bruce so much free publicity. I don't know why we do it, but we do. He, should, he really should write us a check. He should. I would. It'd probably bounce like a bouncy ball dropped off the Empire State Building. He but yeah, probably, he could write one. He would probably take several pictures of it, post them. But then accidentally date it wrong or forget to sign it or something. Yeah, or put in the memo. Put in the memo. I slammed Andre. But uh, and I ate bologna sandwiches with Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair never ate bologna. I don't care what anybody says. Mama Hangman taught Ric Flair the Ric Flair chop. That's Mama <laughs> Hangman. That was how Mama Hangman used to tenderize a, a side of beef. Used to tenderize a side of Bruce. God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, enough about Bruce Pobans. Let's uh, let's move on to the first thing we got to talk about is the current implosion of the Big Twelve in the NCAA. Well, full disclosure here, I've been a little out of uh, off the grid a little bit the last while. Uh, what Texas and Oklahoma? They have what? officially put in. They are looking draw from the Big Twelve by twenty twenty five. Is what the report is. To go where? The SEC. Oh, of course. So you're going to be looking at, uh, let me, let me see if I can get the, uh, just a straight news article here about what I've been seeing. The Big 12. Go ahead. According to this, the Big 12 commissioner has alleged that ESPN conspired with the (laughs) SEC to lure teams to the conference. <laughs> Not ESPN. No, would they ever? <laughs> uh, Paragons of virtue. And it says here, Texas and Oklahoma have formally requested SEC membership beginning in 2025 after they have announced their Big 12 departure. So they will be joining the SEC and forming college football's first super conference. The two schools filed a joint letter formally requesting admission to the conference. The University of Texas at Austin and the University of Oklahoma sent the request to Commissioner Greg Sankey this morning. The joint membership seeks an invitation for membership. The two universities look forward to the prospects of discussing the matter. Might as well have sent a letter to Jack Tunney. (laughs) For real. Uh, It says here the two programs... Uh, they have the formal request sent in while the SEC has no proact- not proactively sought new membership. Bullshit. Uh, we will pursue significant change when there is a clear consensus among our members that such actions will further enrich the experience of our student-athletes and lead to greater academic bullshit and athletic achievement across our campuses. Is this in any way related to the fact that their guys are going to start making money from other from the other avenues that okay i I think it's got something to do with it we got to keep if we can keep all the really really great teams and players in one spot we can still sort of control everybody to some degree uh, i'm thinking that's got a lot to do with it 
I was wondering why they. I mean, do you have a military surplus helicopter circling your house? That is, in fact, the uh, Stars helicopter landing oh. at the hospital downtown. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, they well because we live where we live. I thought it might have been Poban's coming in to answer the challenge. He only flies in a Learjet. Oh, you're right. You're right. My, he my, would have landed, and he would have landed right on that main road. He wouldn't have bothered with. <laughs> Valid, valid. <laughs> I could shut the patio door, but no, I, would, I would have to get up, and that's not happening. <laughs> totally fine, totally fine. But anyway, yeah, I believe there's something to do with that. Um, money, yeah. money. Yeah, come, come, come play in our conference where all the best teams are. You're going to be on TV a lot. It's going to be a lot more exposure. ESPN basically owns our conference. Yeah, and uh, you know, your your the guys you signed with are going to they're going to get the you're going to get seen a lot more here than you will playing somewhere else. Well, according to this, if Texas and Oklahoma were to leave early, so if they decide to leave before 2025, uh, they could each owe up to 80 million dollars in revenue distribution as a penalty leaving before the TV rights contract expires. Yep. Uh, but luckily for them, ESPN will pay them $150 million to join the new thing and be on TV, and they won't care. $80 I'm million. interested to see what – because let's, let's kind of look see what the Big 12 has in mind here. What does that leave in the Big 12? If they Not a lot. Um, I know according to this, Big 12 can survive after OU and Texas departure – but it needs action according to this. Big 12 releases statements. Uh, if you look at the big, the current Big 12, let's let's take a look at the Big 12 as it is now um, because there will be some movement, obviously. Uh, right now, the Big 12 is Kansas State. Kansas. A, a bit of a, a bit of both bit, a bit of up and comers in the football world. Okay, right now, Oklahoma, Texas. That, that's your two big money players, Oklahoma and Texas. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas uh, Tech, TCU, and West Virginia. That's the Big 12. So if you're counting now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten teams in the Big 12. You can figure that one out. But now, with this movement reportedly going forward, now here's one. Uh, ESPN has released a statement in the Big 12 has sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN amid the growing shift in conference realignment. The letter demands ESPN in all actions that may harm the conference and its members and that it cannot communicate with the Big 12 Conference existing members or in an NCAA conference regarding the Big 12 Conference members, possible conference realignment, and potential financial incentive or outcomes related to possible conference realignment. Hmm. The letter is significant considering ESPN has interest in college athletics with TV deals with major conferences as well as the college football playoff. ESPN owns the SEC network, the Longhorn network, and is partnered with the Big 12 and its streaming venture of Big 12 Now on ESPN+, Plus, which is part of its most recent media rights deal between ESPN and the Big 12 that was signed in 2019 and runs through 2025. 
It is expected Oklahoma and Texas will be applying to membership, which they did. And ESPN could roll the Longhorn Network, which cable provider pays roughly 10 to $15 million per year to Texas. And they want to roll that in with the SEC Network. All of this comes on the heels of the SEC severing ties with CBS in December, which is reportedly when OU and Texas were beginning discussions to leave the Big 12 and signed a $3 billion deal. This is uh, the SEC now, mind you. The SEC signed a $3 billion deal with Disney, which is ESPN's parent company, to have exclusive rights of all SEC games starting in 2024. Um, <laughs> can somebody say the word monopoly out loud? Well, let's. Let, there's more here. It has also been reported Oklahoma and Texas, if they get accepted, would buy out the final years in the Big 12 in order to start playing in the SEC in 2024. While everything is centered around OU and Texas and the SEC, the cease and desist would encompass the remaining eight members of the league that might be looking to part with the conference at its time of weakness. A report earlier this week claimed Kansas and Iowa State made a run at joining the Big Ten. And according to a report by Ryan Black of Manhattan Mercury, which is in Kansas, he cited sources that the letter is based on evidence the Big 12 gathered that ESPN executives orchestrated the shakeup of the Big 12 and that there is intention of dissolving the league entirely. So from what we're seeing here, the claim is that, of course, ESPN released a statement saying that the claims in this letter have no merit. Um, well, of course. You do. And the, in a statement to the Associated Press, the commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, stated, I have absolute certainty that ESPN have been involved in manipulating other conferences to go after our members. So, the accusation being thrown around now is the Big 12 is being tampered with by ESPN to basically have the Big 12 dissolve. They take the biggest members from the Big 12, bring them into the SEC when this new contract starts. Not only will they have Alabama, LSU, Florida. I mean, just look at the look at the Georgia. South Carolina is a pretty big school in the SEC. Um, you know, look at the, the school, Arkansas, which is, a, it's a big school, you know, maybe not the best, but it's a big school. Ole Miss, Kentucky, and there's a lot of big schools here, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Then you're going to add Texas and you're going to add Oklahoma. That is college football murderers row. All you're missing, <laughs> all you're missing is USC and Notre Dame. I understand why they want to go there. I'm surprised that all the teams in the Big 12 are as crazy about them showing up. Well, they're not. They don't want them. But the Big 12 really has no say. Or not the Big 12. That, you that, mean the SEC? That, 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 yeah. That, that, that there'd be teams over there that would be going, yeah, okay, we get a hard enough run over here as it is. Now but, we're going to pile in two more powerhouses. But think about it. The expansion... They wouldn't. They would not have this if the agreed expansion of the college football playoff had not been talked about. Because I, the college football playoff, what it, there's supposed to be an expansion of that, if I'm not mistaken. It's yeah, a I mean, the, the chances of two teams coming out of the same 
like, you know, as long as Alabama's around at this point, isn't anybody else coming out of there? Probably. The Athletic is reporting the SEC's realignment could lead for others to pump the brakes on the college football expansion. Says here, college football fans are buzzing about the proposed 12-team college football playoff, which could begin in 2023. But now, this move of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC has kind of overshadowed it, and it became okay, well, clear. Look at it. Let's look at it this way. First of all, if, let's say they go. Let's, oh, let's it, on, they're going to go. Okay, well, let's, that's okay, let's work on that, that premise. Where, where are they going to put them? I mean, if you're, if you're real, to be honest, if you're Texas and, or Oklahoma, do you really want to be in the SEC West with Alabama? You really want to be there? Because I don't think I would be. I mean, I wouldn't exactly be thrilled with the idea. I mean, when you look at the, uh, the SEC West, I mean, Alabama and Texas A&M were the only two teams that were any good last year. Auburn wasn't very good. LSU was horrible. Ole Miss was horrible in Arkansas. Yeah, but think about it. Like, how good? Usually Auburn's pretty good. Usually LSU's pretty okay, good. You, but, you, I mean, are we going to – I mean, again, too, we're also working on the assumption that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are going to con- continue to be good. Well, again, Which, I, don't think it has knows, to, right? I don't think it has to do too much with are they good from a business standpoint. Their, rate, their ratings, I guess. Their ratings and their draw is what matters. Like, I mean, how long has it really been since, you know, Notre Dame's been that good? They've had a couple of years here and there. Sorry, Nick and Ed, but it's true. They had a couple of years here and there where they were good, but Notre Dame is always popular because of, and because they're Notre Dame, right? Well, you get, mean, yeah, and you get some built-in... Uh, you're not waiting for... Um, the rivalry week or stuff like you're going to get pretty impressive national type games week one. Yeah. You know, because you're going to, I mean, Texas is going to get to play Texas A&M. Okay. That's a built in anybody against Alabama. Pretty much, you know, that's a national televised event. You know, I mean, you're going to, you're going to turn in to watch Michigan play Michigan state. If you got Georgia versus Oklahoma on against it, exactly. Know? I mean, you know that's not happening regardless of who's any good or not any good. Yeah, I mean, again, you you just got to take a look at it and say, what's really the best move here, right? Well, this isn't about sports. No, this, it's about this, money. This is about money. It's all about money. That's all this is. And you made a point there with players now being able to make money, this right here is just a a move to get more well you can you can dangle and you can dangle it in front of your recruits. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, you know, come to come to Oklahoma. We're gonna be in the SEC. We're gonna be on ESPN every every week. ESPN's gonna cover every game that we play. You're going to get on national television. Like, you're, never going to be, you're never going to be you – know, they're not going to put an ACC game over you. No. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. This has, been, this has been a movement that's been building for a while, ever since ESPN bought the rights to SEC football. It's like 
they're saying ESPN is that SEC football is the only thing that matters because the SEC has been so dominant. But I'll also argue that for how many years has the SEC been incredibly top heavy? Whereas you've got good teams in Alabama, Georgia, you know, even LSU the year they won a championship, but Alabama seems to be the constant. Then everybody else kind of shifts. If I'm, if I'm Vanderbilt, I'm shaking in my well, boots. Vanderbilt, I mean, Kentucky <laughs> football just recently started getting better. Tennessee football has been a joke since Peyton Manning left. But you could easily see a, a scenario where they went, okay, we're bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, Vanderbilt, you, you better start getting your act together. And if you're not, we're going to kick you out. Well, I mean, it's getting to that point where. Right. I mean, they were all in. Uh, I mean, they didn't even win a game last year, so. They did have a female kicker, though. Yeah. She was cute. Thank God for her, because she couldn't kick. Second kicker in college football. Right behind the, the no way, that the, the, it's, what's his name from, uh, he's not in college football, but he's, he's the, the best looking kicker of all time. Pat uh, McAfee? No. <laughs> uh Rodrigo Rodrigo Blankenship is that his name? The guy with the big goggly glasses. He's like four, four foot ten. I think he kicks for the Colts. Isn't yeah, he the, isn't he the guy that? Yeah, isn't that his name? Oh, I forgot I about that guy. I can't remember his name. It's Rodrigo, I believe, is his uh, first name. I, I, I know it's Blankenship. I think uh, it's Rodrigo. It is Rodrigo. Yeah. Okay. Like now, do you want to talk about a studly looking dude? There you go. I gotta give you that one. I gotta give you that one. Young Hoku is another another. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. Um, he actually just got robbed not too long ago. Did you did you see that? Well, Rodrigo Blank Rodrigo Blankenship got robbed, but he didn't notice because he couldn't see his glasses. Uh, He's got the Gorilla Monsoon Coke bottle glasses. Oh yeah, and then some. Uh, Um, No, I just saw recently that. (laughs) What happens? I mean. He's a great kicker, Young Hoku is. Like I'm, I'm not trying to, to poke any fun, but recently uh, he he got robbed. Like well, Bogus, I think uh, Bogus ordered that with a side of rice last week. Well, man, we just, on a side note, this is a very personal matter. We just had um, we just had Chinese food this evening. Our Chinese buffet just reopened. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, is West Virginia is West Virginia fully open again? Basically, okay. We Uh, are too. I'm trying to see because I saw that he got that he had posted. You know, whoever got my stuff, uh, he wanted his cleats. Like he had posted, "Hey, you can keep my stuff. I just just please bring me my cleats so I can practice." You gotta be, you know. It never fails to amaze me the depths people will sink. You know that stealing, you know, it's one thing to not like the guy or whatever, but to steal his personal oh, stuff that he yeah, needs to play it, with. Young Hoku, um, somebody stole his car and his cleats. <laughs> uh, it says here. Uh, Koo says he just had his cleats stolen. He said, MFers stole my Jeep. Can you just bring my cleats back, though? I won't even be mad, bro. Just bring all my cleats back so okay, I can go where, When where was this? 
In uh, Indianapolis or somewhere else? Well, Koo, Koo kicks for the Falcons. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, well, Atlanta. Uh, all right. uh, it doesn't say where. Oh, no, where they, if they're. It says training. maybe, well, maybe it was. Uh, it says, yeah, right here, Koo. Koo was born in South Korea. Da, 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 da. Catching the bad guys isn't the important part. Well, it kind of uh, is, but yeah. Well, it is that it is. He wanted. He just wanted his cleats back. Um. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. What's his whole name again? Young Ho, Y O U N G H O E, and then Koo, K O O. So is his name Young Ho Koo, or is it Koo? Is it because there's sometimes their their names are backwards? As far as I know, it's Young Ho Koo. That's what his name is. All right. So, uh, Charlie Daniels. So get on that. I'm lost. Atlanta. Devin went down to Georgia. Oh, dear Jesus. Oh, who Cole went down to Georgia. He was looking to some kicks and field goals. So there's a song there, Nate. It's there. Oh, I'm sure there is. And don't let Frank hear it or he'll try. He can do anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's kind of hmm. what's going on with the NCAA. Okay, back, back to that quickly. I blame the NCAA for that. In a, in a yeah. roundabout in a roundabout way, they get blamed because they were they're nothing. They care about nothing but dollars. They let all those conferences and they let them guys bid under the sun for all this stuff and just took the money. And now it's circled back around and is biting the money ass. So I really don't feel any sympathy for anybody in the NCAA or anybody in the SEC or anybody in the Big Twelve or any of those guys because it's basically a matter of. We screwed you because we thought of it first. <laughs> and if there was a reason for the Big 12 to steal teams from the SEC, they'd be trying to do it. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Um, my whole thing with it is um, it's hard to you, – you shouldn't just be able to openly do that. No, you shouldn't. But And there's probably and, some rule somewhere, but there's a loophole, I'm assuming. Don't mess with my uh, Saturday college football games. Yeah, for real. I finally got Saturdays off now, so I can actually enjoy college football season. Be messing with my, yeah, don't be messing with my games. After that, I'm I'm mad enough that ESPN covers everything and selects three quarters of what gets on TV for sports as it is, because I don't really like most of their coverage. However, if it means I get to see uh, Oklahoma versus Alabama twice a year. Don't know that I'm against that necessarily. Especially if Alabama beats beats the piss out of them. Oh, no. No, no, no. I want to see Nick Saban take it right in the chops. Not me. Not not from Oklahoma. I don't care if Alabama loses. It's not Oklahoma. The only team that's not allowed to do it is Notre Dame. And Duke. You know what? I'd root for Notre Dame against against And uh, and, and Duke. But there's no fear of Duke ever beating anybody. You know, that's another thing that we haven't really discussed on it is we talk about football. But imagine what this is going to do to basketball. Because Big 12 basketball is arguably the best basketball in the country. Ar- arguably. One has to wonder, uh, uh, is it just for football or is it for all sports? I would assume it would be for all sports. I don't think you can do it just for football. I mean, yeah, I know no. Notre Dame kind of goes with the ACC in basketball, but I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can be a part of one conference for football and then another for, for basketball. Uh-huh. 
Notre Dame is. Because otherwise, uh, wouldn't UConn? Like, wouldn't UConn be a basketball perennial or Villanova? I mean, Villanova doesn't even have a football team. I mean, no, Notre Dame is an entity unto itself. It carries, it carries so much national weight that they can sort of get away. Well, they're the only team that is, you know, yeah, in the they're top really 20. the only team that can get away with them. Yeah, that can do this non-conference thing all the time and pull it off. So and that's just because NBC he pays for it. If the NBC wasn't paying for it, they'd be a member of a conference. Well, they do. They do carry a lot of weight. I mean, this is what I mean. I don't even know how many Catholics there are in the United States, but it's a lot. And they do carry a certain amount of oomph. I mean, you don't even have to be Catholic to be a Notre Dame fan. I mean, I right, know a it, lot of Notre Dame fans. But it does still carry a lot of – I mean, they, they do have some numbers, so they can kind of exert a little more pressure on – or ignore the pressure from other places because they've, they're not worried. As you said, I mean, NBC's part of it. They're not worried about financial support or any of that because yeah. they got lots of it. So, but screw Notre Dame. We apologize to our Notre Dame fans. Ed. No, we no, we don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> from one controversial subject to another, this one's been a big one, and uh, we debated talking about this on the air, but I think we should. Um, you know, we've been paying attention to the Olympics. You know, basketball's been going on. Our girl, Jenny Thrasher, uh, who was an alternate for the shooting team, she didn't make the – actual squad this year, but she was the first alternate. So, uh, you know, we love Jenny. We'll, we'll get her take on Tokyo here eventually and what happened and, you know, things like that. But, um, we need to talk about probably the biggest story coming out of Tokyo right now. And that's Simone Biles. And now Tim and I, I think have differing opinions on this a little bit, a little bit. We do. I think, well, for those that don't know, Simone Biles got in qualifying, did her stuff, did what she had to do. And when it came time for team competition, she withdrew her name from the team competition. The U S would in the team competition, win silver. I believe the Russians beat him. Am I right on that? That is correct. Or excuse me, the Russian Olympic committee. Oh yeah. We'll go to talk about, we'll that talk about too. that in a second. Uh, uh <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit that is, but anyway. But, yeah, so the Russians beat them, and then she's pulled herself now from the individual all-around competition, which is a big okay, deal. But I think an important, but I think something we got to add is she did go and do one. She attempted a vault, and it was, I mean, for anyone's standards, horrific, but for hers extremely horrific like bad now as you as we've both we talked well before we get into this i'm going to say this she is without question probably the single greatest female gymnast ever at right at current point just based on just because of what she can do she is without question she is the greatest modern day yeah, okay. We'll go. Modern day gymnast. There's 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 She's nobody's unbelievable even, what she nobody does. else is even close. Yeah. That's like, that's a fact. Like I've seen her fall or I've seen her make mistakes and still get higher scores than everyone else because her difficulty level is so high because she does things that no one else can do. Now, I'll let you go ahead and make your point. Right. 
there was a couple of things that popped out to me that I haven't really read much about, and maybe they'll come out later. Um, there was some talk that whatever her issue is, if it's mental health or an injury, or she just not, you know, some days you just don't have it. Even the greatest have off nights. There was some talk that she went out there and she knew she wasn't right. And they didn't want her to fail on, on you know, biggest, for gymnastics, it's the biggest uh, competition. Biggest stage. Biggest yeah, stage. It's, it's the biggest thing. It would be like and going, it would, it, would be, it would basically be, you know. It's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be going out and falling flat on your face during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. And that, because she's she's 24, which isn't old in the real world, but it is in the gymnastics world, that she's I think probably, it's safe to say this is probably her last Olympics. Yeah, that she she might be just about finished. And her handlers and herself even are, they didn't want her to go out with a, you know, that the, the, the last memory of her competing is not a good one. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But in the day and age of athletes and endorsements, and all that stuff, I can give it a tiny bit of credence that, okay, we don't want her to go out there and fall and just do horribly, and that's what people will remember. instead Or potentially of hurt herself. Or get hurt. Um, I'm not against her quitting. I won't even say quitting. Let's say withdrawing. I, I'm not against that. What I don't like is that people have somehow labeled this as that she is the greatest of all time, leadership, awesomeness, what a role model, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I really want to buy, if, if, okay, if it's a mental health issue, she should quit. I, quit. I, I don't want to use that. She should withdraw from the competition, and she should go home and go to, where, to wherever she needs to go to feel better and do whatever she needs to do to get her mental health back. Uh, I don't want to see a repeat of the tennis player who, uh, whatever her name was, I can't remember, Osaka from Japan, I believe, who, okay, in my mental health, I don't want to talk to reporters, blah, blah, blah. Two weeks later, she's got a television show on Netflix and <laughs> and then is in the Olympics where she promptly lost and then people dumped all over her. Well, okay, I, I don't want to see that happen to this woman either. I think she would have been better off to just say, look, I've got whatever her problem is. She doesn't even have to disclose it. I just, it, I'm not going to compete and I'm going home. End of, end of story. And let's just leave it. At, let's not let people speculate. Let's not uh, let anybody make it about anything else because nobody really knows. I just don't think it's a good look for her to, she, she quit, quit. I, I don't want to use that word. I keep saying quit, but I'm not using it in the same sense. She withdrew, and then it was okay. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to hang around for this next part. Now it's okay. I withdrew from this next part. But I'm going to hang around for the individual thing, which doesn't happen for another week. It's like, no, if your mental health is bad, you should go home. Or go to wherever it is that you can feel better. Because I mean, it's not like this woman doesn't know what the pressures are involved in this. She's been in... I think three Olympic games already. Yeah. She's won medals. She's won world championships. She's done everything there is to do. So it, it, I, I, I can't buy that, you know, she was like 14 or 15 years old and didn't know what she was getting herself into. That would be a different story. But this chick is at the pinnacle of 
you know, as high as you can be in this sport. So if she couldn't deal, I mean, it's okay if she couldn't deal. That's fine. Then let somebody else take the spot and go do whatever it is you want to go do. I just don't like that they're painting her out as some kind of a hero. I don't understand that. Go. When I look at this situation, I'm... It's hard for me to... First off, this girl is the best gymnast in the world. Okay, let's just come out and say that. We, we've made that point clear. She's under pressure that I could not imagine because she is so good. And now the expectation for her is to be at that level at all times. Now, I'm not saying she's a hero. I'm not saying this or that. I, because, once again, I don't know the situation. I don't know what she's going through. And I'm not going to pretend like I do. Uh, because I've never been that good at one particular thing. I'm sleeping, maybe. Yeah, like, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but they don't give out medals. Or yeah, money they don't for, give out medals for the things I'm. Medals are money for any of them. So yeah, so I mean, I can put away a bag of chips better than any man. Yeah, I mean, if when it comes to when it comes to demolishing chicken wings, I I know very few equals. But my thing is, I don't think we know the full story. I don't. I think there's more going on here than what meets the eye. Now, I know she was a victim of the the doctor, and she's the only one left on the team that was a victim. The, all these new girls didn't have to deal with that creep. Um, by the way, Allie Reisman, she is a, she's a noble, and uh, I want to marry you, Allie Reisman, if you're out there. Um, that's just me talking here. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> what? Once again, Nate professes his love for a female. Unbelievable. Yes, I do. Film at well, 11. <laughs> yeah. She's my, she's my type breathing. Uh, so I'll say this Warm. about Simone Biles. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what she's going through. If it's that bad that it just puzzles me because you put in all the work for this payoff, right? And you can't do it. And, and I hate that for her. Uh, maybe there's it's an injury that we don't know about. Maybe. Now, I did watch her do the prelims. And I'll say this. She didn't look right. There was something wrong. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was nerves. And I know a lot of people are saying, I'll oh, rub some dirt on it, you wimp. It's called being nervous. I, I, it might be more than that. We don't know what's wrong. <sighs> I would buy that argument if it was her first go round. Yeah, but me but too. it's but it's not. So, like I said, she has every right right to do whatever she wants. Yeah, I have, and she's earned the right to do whatever she wants. Uh, I'm not mad at her. I just don't like because we don't know the whole story as we just alluded to. And we may never. We and may we may never. Story. Then let's. Why can't we just call it what it is? All right. She decided to go home. She has the right to go home. You can like it or not like it. I'm not sure that I agree with her being put up on this pedestal. She's already on one anyway. Well, that's the I thing that, that's kind of been bugging me. It's like, okay, she's out. And they keep showing her and they're saying, oh, she's such a good teammate. And she does this so well. And watch her cheering on her her female uh, compadres. And I'm so, she's, 
look, she's out. Let's focus on the girls that have worked just as hard and are actually competing. Let's give them the stage now. And, and, and I think they're trying to do that, but I I know there's a narrative that that's pushed that we have to, because this girl is such a celebrity, we have to focus on her. She's the LeBron James of her sport. Remember when LeBron was out with the Lakers, when he was hurt, it was always, Oh, well, we got to talk about LeBron uh, LeBron and and how good he would be doing if he were here. You know, Lakers lost by 24 points last night and LeBron uh, cut his toenails yesterday and uh, we've got film of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just yeah, like, and I don't want this turning into that. Uh, but it, nevertheless, I, again, like I said, I just don't like enough. Let let's let her do whatever she needs to do, whatever that is, because yeah. she's the only she's the only one who knows. And the media should just, for once in their lives, just shut up. I if agree. Simone, if Simone Biles wants to talk about it everybody's going to give her, I mean, if she she decides tomorrow morning, hey, look, ESPN, I'd like to talk about this. She'll be on national television in two minutes. So if she wants to talk about it, she she should, and they should let her. And if she doesn't, then they should leave her alone and move on. There's plenty else to talk about. Let's quit kicking that horse. That's how I feel about it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a second here and we are going to take a time out and hear from our wonderful, wonderful sponsors on the show, the law offices of Stephen P. New. And of course, everybody's favorite online campsite, Strip Cam Fun. And we're going to did talk. I, did I mention on air that I finally got my Stephen P. New shirt? I don't think you did on air. You mentioned it to me, but I don't think you ever said it on air. I don't recall. I did. I, I got a shirt. It's a, it's the white one with the wrestling logo kind of thing on the front. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. I put it on. Yeah. Felt really felt, felt really nice. Fits, which is always nice when you're a big yeah. guy like we are. And then I went, boy, man, I'm getting, why am I so hot? 100% cotton. Ah. <laughs> I went, okay, I can't wear this in the summertime. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting some weird weather up there for this sure. Is a, this is a well, you know, yeah, it's been a little uh, seasonal. Well, apparently the uh, I don't know. Have you guys got any smoke in the air down there from the wildfires? A little bit, Coast? yeah. It's been hazy the past okay, few. Okay, well, I'm not much it's further west. Hit, it's starting to hit here. Okay, I'm not much further west than you. Apparently, the wildfires you are. You're quite further west. Yeah, I said I'm quite a bit further west than than you oh, are. Okay. Uh, apparently, the wildfires in uh, California and BC have. Sort of, sort of created their own weather patterns because they're dry. They've dried the air out so much, and yeah. it's been hot anyway. So we're we have had uh, seasonally way higher than normal this year so far, and we don't like it. Yeah, I'm not too fond of this haze and heat as it is either. Um, but we're smart down here. We have air conditioning. Uh, we have like, snow. <laughs> valid, but. Uh, Steve New, of course, the big sponsor for the Bash in Beckley next weekend, man. It's coming. It's going to be a big one. Jerry Lawler. I really, I really demand that the Bash in Beckley involves a Steve New bump of some sort. <laughs> I mean, you never know with Steve or, or, however, maybe he doesn't need to take a bump. I've seen him take a bump before. Would it not be something, though? If Steve New popped into the ring and, and smacked a heel, 
played some kind of move, DDT to heal. Wouldn't that be something? Or did a did a Kenny Omega move? <laughs> the, the hands. <laughs> hey, with Steve New, you never know what's coming. But I do know the Bash in Beckley is on its way, coming at you on August seventh from the Beckley Raleigh Cali, Raleigh County Armory in Beckley, West Virginia. And we're looking forward to it. Jerry Lawler is going to be there in wrestling. Dang. Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, will be there. Brian Myers. Is, is Matt Cardona, can he walk at this point? He can walk, and he'll be at the Bash and Beckley taking on Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins. Apparently, he's bringing the belt with him, I heard. I can't wait. Uh, and I'm going to take a picture of me spitting on it. Uh, and, and then, uh, who else will be there? <laughs> Davey wow. Richards will be in attendance. Uh, that night defending his ASW heavyweight title. He'll be there. We're also going to have uh, Heath Slater. He'll be there signing autographs. Ronnie Garvin. And uh, see, I think I'm missing somebody here. Okay, if, if Steve knew how to finish her, what would it be called? Oh, he'd flip you off and say, sue you, and then hit the stunner. Yeah, but <laughs> we got to give it a name, though. Like, uh, like I don't know, like something to do with litigation or <laughs> litigation. You know, the litigator, the, the litigation, the adjudicator. God, I like it. Jesus, Demon but yeah, uh, and we got all these guys coming in, and we're looking forward to have Dennis Condry. That was the guy's missing. Mm-hmm. He'll be there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Blaze is going to be in Beckley. Now, did you happen to see the? Uh, Video circulating of Bobby Blaze on uh, WCW Saturday Night. I did not. Fifteen years ago. No. With the uh, with the uh, most uh, stu- stupen- stupendous, uh, what's the word? I'm sounding like Jim Cornette here, making up words. Uh, was it the Alex Wright match? No, it was a guy against a guy. I didn't know, but was it was it? a what? It, it was a Northern uh, Northern Light Suplex. Oh yeah, of, that was Bobby of, of, Yes, of. of uh, Splendiferous awesomeness. Yes, Bobby uh, Bobby Blaze and a Northern Light Suplex. It don't get much better than that. Bobby Blaze. Okay, that's from 1999. So that's yeah. what 22 years ago. 22 years ago. Yeah. Okay, Bobby Blaze looks like what a pro wrestler should look like. He does. He's got some muscle. Great muscle. But, but he's not ripped like bodybuilder he looks like he'd kick your ass though yes he looks like if you met him in a back alley he would beat the living shit out of you and there would be nothing you could do about it it's ashland kentucky strong that's scary strong and then and then of course then uh, he would beat you up and then ask you directions to the local swingers hangout of course but all that and ed bogus i know you're coming down to beckley can't wait we're gonna see the man (laughs) bogus does beckley have to like fill out some forms for all the positivity Oh, there's going to be sheets running duns in Beckley. I can tell you that. Positivity, right? Sure. Bogus is partying at the hotel with the wrestlers. I'll tell you that. Oh, Lord. But, uh, all right. Ain't no party like an Ed Bogus party. For sure. All right. We're going to take our our commercial break and we'll be back. We got to talk about, we got to talk about the Russian Olympic Committee and we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, we still have our first round mock draft to get through. So much more coming up right after this. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, 
and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires, and you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. StripCamFun, be sure to visit right now at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. And we're back. Thanks to our great sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New and StripCamFun.com. All right. Well, we mentioned we wanted to talk about this uh, before we move on any further with the Olympics. The Russian Olympic Committee. Uh, <laughs> does that make you shake your head a little bit? Well, okay. We're banning Russia from the Olympics. Okay. Would you not assume that meant that no athletes from Russia would be able to compete? Do you not think that's what that meant? Well, apparently, here's an article somebody put out an hour ago. It says, for a country officially barred from the Olympics, Russia is very much a presence at this year's game. Now, yeah, I mean, apparently the guys who got caught doping are not mm-hmm. allowed to compete. But regardless, they could have, I mean, they could, why didn't they just ban them and be done with it? Yeah. I like what I thought was, what I read, what I thought was very funny. They're not allowed to play the anthem. Right. Yeah, apparently it's they're not allowed to be Russia. They are the ROC, the okay. Russian Olympic Committee. Right. Okay, that's the label they're... their athletes are competing under. There's 330 not... of them, by the way. They're not allowed to be Russia. They're not. They they wanted to use uh, for the anthem part of the from Russia with love theme from James Bond. Mm-hmm. And the Olympic Committee told them no, because uh, you can't use the word Russia. And I'm like, it's in their name. Yeah, they're, they're the Russia Olympic Committee, but you they can't use Russia in the song. What yeah. the hell? Like, this is something that <laughs> only the NCAA could come up with. Uh, one Russian journalist said, actually, it doesn't even feel like we're actually banned. The penalties are real, though, and have roots in one of the worst doping scandals in sports history. According to this... A years-long campaign to swap dirty doping samples for clean ones and then cover it up that eventually touched dozens of sports and involved more than a 1,000 athletes, dozen coaches and sports officials, and even members of the country's state security services. 
They were initially suspended from global sports for four years. They spent years working to overturn or at least water down the punishment. In December, it won a partial victory when the Court of Arborition for Sports sided with the Russian appeal, reducing the two the ban by two years and making Russia's pathway to the Olympics far less difficult than the doping body had demanded. The consequences of Russian athletes traveling to Tokyo in larger numbers than they did in the Rio games in 2016, it's and a sense that the country's penalties appear to be open to interpretation. That could be because the Olympic Committee, which was avoided directly sanctioning Russia, has placed uh, the uh, the onus on individual sports federations to interpret the two-page guidelines for sanctioning measures. All public displays of the organization's participant name should be known as ROC, not the full name, Russian Olympic Committee. They're not allowed to say the Russian Olympic Committee. They have to be called the ROC. This is here. That rule was almost broken immediately and repeatedly by the organizers, including well, the IOC. I mean, and you don't think when they're on uh, on television and it's an athlete from there that the, the commentators just don't say Russia? Of course they do. They do. So if the point of the ban was just to make Russia mad, okay, I guess it didn't even succeed in that level. No, they don't seem to care. Well, it didn't stop them from doing anything. No, it didn't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with. Okay, if you were an athlete from so, she said, I almost said Soviet Union. If you were an athlete from Russia and you weren't cheating, okay, fair enough. But you know, when it happens under your flag and it's your Olympic committee that's doing the dirty work, then. What's I mean again? It's it's kind of like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't allowed to play in the Super Bowl this year, but they are. We're just going to call them the Buccaneers of Tampa, and, <laughs> and, and unless the team, that happens, the team, calling them the TBB. We're going to put tape over the logo on their helmets, but other than that, we're just going to let them play. Okay, well that's just stupid. It's a pointless ban. Uh, again, the Olymp- International Olympic Committee is a joke. Um, there's three bodies in sports that are definitely dirty. The NCAA, the IOC, and probably FIFA, the International Soccer Federation. Yeah. Are all it's all money and nothing but and not that most professional sports aren't driven by money, but you know what I mean, like dirty money. Yeah. Except maybe boxing, maybe. <laughs> can't can't forget about boxing, but I don't know. It's a stupid band with a stupid Results, just call them Russia and be done with it. That's what they're calling them anyway. Yeah. So I don't really see who's winning or losing in this battle. Nobody. Well, I think you're right there. There's really no winner or loser here in this because Russia's getting everything they really want and the Olympics are pretending like they care. All right. Uh, speaking of winners and losers, there was a winner and loser in this one. Uh, and that was the Aaron Rodgers versus Green Bay Packers. Um, man. More and, stupid. And the, and the winner was definitely Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen. If you had to guess, Aaron Rodgers basically got everything he wanted and then some. Um, to the point where they're now trying to trade for Randall Cobb. Oh, they're going to. They're going to get Randall Cobb back. That's almost a done deal. I mean, did Tom, uh, Tom Brady, did Aaron Rodgers just not want to, like, be in camp 
Is that what this really boils down to? I mean, it says here that Aaron Rodgers reworked his contract. And I don't know, is it just one? I'm not 100% sure. Is it one year? I thought uh, I read somewhere that he he had a year left and then he was done. Yeah, uh, it says here the final year of Rodgers' contract existing would be voided, leaving only two years remaining. Green Bay would not be allowed to place the franchise or transition tag on him, and the team would agree to review the contract at the end of this season. Neither team president nor general manager would address earlier reports Monday that Rodgers was poised to return for the season when asked about about Packers shareholders meeting at Lambeau. Um, Murphy added that Packers are committed to Rodgers beyond 2021. Murphy said he was also unsure whether the quarterback would participate in training camp this week or not. Should Rodgers not attend a portion of training camp, he would have a $50,000 fine for each day he misses. Uh, Rodgers <laughs> team's entire off-season workout programming, including mandatory minicamp. Uh, and it says here, for the first time in his career, amid reports of discontent with the Packers, though he addressed the matter during late spring, early summer, Rodgers indicated uh, his objections were more rooted in personal, not financial matters. So it looks like Rodgers, they've addressed this um, and they have reworked the contract to where Rodgers is now back. And man, I don't know if you saw, he had his first press conference today and whoo, <laughs> did you see any of this? I saw part of it and I'm just like, I like Aaron Rodgers as a player. I'm starting to wonder about the guy though. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he did not, he let, let, let's put it this way. We, we've kind of toned back on a lot of the, the language here on the show and, and not, not by mistake, you know? Um, yeah, we've kind of done that over the past few weeks, but Aaron Rodgers today did not give a fuck. <laughs> He's at the point where he, he doesn't need to. Um, he won. He did? Uh, I mean, he, I mean, he got what he wanted. Uh, I laughed because he, when he showed up for training camp, and he, I, I don't want any attention. No, um, not me. And then, and then the guy looks like he just came off the beach somewhere. He's got sandals on. <laughs> just, just looks like a hipster douche. <laughs> it's just like, dude. Did, did you get some of the clips though that he that he came out and said? He said he w- he was upset with the way a lot of the guys were treated on the way out. And he had like a whole list of guys. Like he named off, you know, like Julius Peppers, Jordy Nelson, John Kuhn, Charles Woodson, uh, just named guy after guy after guy that he didn't like how the Packers handled those those situations. And he even talked about how he thought some of these guys were willing to take a pay cut to stay there, but the Packers moved on from them and didn't give him a chance or they lowballed him or made him look bad on the way out. Then he talked about, he said, <laughs> I think my favorite line from the whole thing, let's be honest here. Green Bay is not exactly a vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me and to play with the team and win championships. Jesus, Aaron, don't let that ego get let you out of hand. Okay, hold on one second. Is it an ego? Yes. Is he wrong? Is he wrong, Tim? Debatable. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. 
You so, cannot okay, be that but, bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's being a pretentious douchebag. Well, okay, fair enough. He is a hundred percent. But he's not wrong. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers was not the quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers was not there, would Jordan Love be able to take this team? to an NFC championship game with the receivers and the personnel they have right now. Hell no. no. Hell I mean, no. Is Aaron Rodgers going to do it? He did it last year. Uh, okay. Don't give a fuck about last year. That's last year. What about this okay. year? I don't well, know. Maybe. I mean, in the, in the big scheme of things. With Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are a contender. They're a better without team Aaron with Rogers, him than they, are, than they are without him, sir. Without him, they are much definitely not a contender. I'm sorry. He's an ass. He's a douche. He's not a great teammate. He is not a people person. He's a very dry sense of humor. He's not a guy that you would invite over for Christmas dinner. But son of a bitch, the man wins. He's always in the playoff discussion. He better hope for his sake that they do well this year. Because if they don't, he ain't going to hear about it. Oh, I'm sure. And he's going to get roasted. He's betting on himself big time. I'm I'm not going to deny that. And I can and I can admire him for betting on himself. I mean, that's like it's probably what you should do, right? He, I mean, he's got some help. There's going to be some good running backs there. Uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't think Green the Green Bay Packers are going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's happening. I mean, at this time last year, even with Tom Brady, did you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to win a Super Bowl? I didn't. And I'm and I'm their fan. Well, I have to admit that I'm pretty sure I said that there was a good chance they'd get to the Super Bowl. I didn't think there was. I really didn't. All this talk about you know, which speaking, we got to segue into that too when we're done talking about Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is a douche. There's, I think, as a guy, he's a but weird dude. Douche. But but do you do you care about that? If I play football, and I'm on the play for the Green Bay Packers, I don't give a shit. If we win, I don't care. Okay, he could be the biggest douche on the face of the earth if that means I get another check because we won the Super Bowl. Or I can make it get a better contract next year because the Green Bay Packers were good and I had good numbers. Sweet. Well, then Devontae Adams was interviewed. I don't know if you saw this or not. And Devontae Adams, they asked him, if you could keep him another year, would you take a pay cut to keep Rodgers another year? He said, no. He said, no, why, why would you? He said, I've worked this hard to be the best wide receiver in football, and I deserve to get paid. He goes, what other job are you going to work hard and be the best at what you got and take less money? Why doesn't uh, – should Aaron Rodgers take a pay cut to pay him? There you go. That's another question. Probably not happening, and I understand why not. No, I mean, you, have you ever uh, – where you work, where, wherever anybody works, if your boss came to you and said, well, you know – we really like the job you've done. You you you've worked hard. You're at the you know you're in the top five of your field, but we'd really like you to take a pay cut so we can pay this other guy. Yeah, so we can pay this other guy that gripes and moans and says he's not coming we, back, and and who already makes more money than you. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that would be a yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, you can go uh, screw yourself. Yeah, uh, you can <laughs> respectfully go and uh, take a flying leap at a rolling donut hole. Take a long drive off a short cliff. Yeah, whatever it would be, but I don't think. Again, I mean, professional sports, all sports for that matter, 
since this, you know, since the internet and streaming and all this stuff, and there's a million ways to watch sports now, way more than there used to be when there was just network television. Yeah. C- cable and ESPN and this stream, you know, what is that, Days in there, however you pronounce it, that's not saying it right, but, you know, and Fight TV for wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and, I know what you mean. All, you know, all these kinds of things. Guys are extremely cognizant of getting their buck. And they want it. And I don't blame them. I mean, you you would do the same. If you could go into work and leverage more money out of your employers, most people would do it. And nobody would bat an eyelash. So him not wanting to pay for to keep a guy who's already a multi-billion, well, not a billionaire, but a multi-millionaire anyway, gets hot, he's got hot chicks all the time. Screw Aaron Rodgers. I want my money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for that. No, I mean, you, you really can't. I, I don't. I don't blame him a bit. He's and, earned it. And again, you know, I really don't blame Aaron Rodgers either. If he, I mean, at least he he took it to the, he didn't fold his cards. He pushed no. them to, he pushed them to the point where they, they blinked and he won. And if they really wanted to play hardball with him, they would have told him, you know, screw you, take the, quit. We don't care, but they didn't want to do that because they like money too. Yeah, very true. So I mean, it makes sense. Now, what was it you wanted to bring up? Oh, um, shit! I ah, hell, what we were talking about. Uh, you know what? I don't. Well, there we go. How important? I don't one. roll back the tape. <laughs> I don't what we were talking about? We're talking uh, about uh, Aaron Rodgers. We thought. Foot- Football. I don't know if it was football related. I don't remember nothing. Oh, the <laughs> curse! The curses of being fifty-three. Oh God! I'll remember as soon as we start talking about something else. Of course you will. That, that would yeah. be. That would be par for the course. Yes. It would. It would. I know. But I, mean, uh, I know it was sports related. Was it, was it about the Buccaneers? We had mentioned them. No. Tom Brady, maybe. Oh yes, it was about Tom Brady. You're correct. You're correct. It was uh, all I the people. The, I am the Tim to your TR. It was. It was all the people who were so excited about the Tom Brady, obviously doctored video of him throwing footballs into the football throwing machine. I saw that. And then getting, and then everybody getting mad because it turned out to be fake. And it was like, of course it was fake, you morons. <laughs> Who has ever seen a football throwing machine, whatever they call those things? There's a name for them that you can. They, it's always from the backside that the balls come out. They don't come out from the front. I mean, it was clearly. I mean, Tom Brady can throw good, but he didn't throw that good. There ain't he a quarterback could, on, is he that good? <laughs> there ain't a quarterback on the face of the earth that throws that good. That straight laser level. And, was a good, and with enough force to get the uh, football back into the machine. Yeah, enough force to stick it there, but not enough force to keep it there. Right. Byron okay. left, which might have been able to do it, but he would have thrown it about 50 yards over. He had the arm yeah. strength. I just don't think he had the accuracy. I just thought it was funny that all these football experts, oh, Todd Brady thinks he's so hot, blah, 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 and I know so much about football, blah, 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 but I wasn't aware that that was totally fake. After Tom Brady thanked his, uh, his special effects guy. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was even funnier and his, his film director and all this stuff. Okay, well, it wasn't just somebody holding an iPhone, you idiots. <laughs> It's like, well, duh, right? Is there anything better, or well, or worse? Nothing better than work. Nothing better than working people that think they're not getting worked. But is there anything better than or worse than Twitter, when something like that happens, and thirty-two thousand guys come out and swear to God they could do that too? Oh yeah. Uh, wasn't that big a deal? Because anybody could do that fake thing that Tom Brady just yeah, did. Yeah, anybody can do that thing Tom Brady didn't do. <laughs> yeah, and then you got 10,000 guys that Tom Brady's the worst. I, I saw there, there was a meme attached to it that um, Aaron Rodgers is a greater quarterback than Tom Brady because he was in a Super Bowl and won it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, has won a Super Bowl. He has. He's won one. 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 I mean, how many's, and how many has he been in? <laughs> one. One, I believe. I think so. Because Jeff was on, he'd know. But I think only one. All right. So yeah, he's got a. He's one for one. But is that greater than what six out of nine or whatever, or seven out of ten or whatever the hell Brady is these days? I think it's seven, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. You, you want to go to one Super Bowl and win one and never get back, or you want to go to ten and win seven of them? <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Here's a stat I'm going to throw out there that that I, a lot of people will know, and everybody's like, "God, do they suck Tom Brady a little harder?" Well, yeah, I could. Um, Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls himself than any franchise in NFL history. I'm going to tell you that if if I was a no, not it. Tom Brady told me to do that to him. Tom Brady can finish. <laughs> You're telling me you can. <laughs> and that's a double entendre, and you can take it whatever way you want. Listen, it's – it's. I think we're like the there, there was the picture that came out, too, of him. He's got all the Super Bowl rings on his hands. I tell you, by the way, that Super Bowl ring the Bucks have is gorgeous. And and somebody had memed it with, you know, well, he won this one because of, yeah. of the defense. Yeah, and this that. was this, and this was that. And I'm like – yeah, he got lucky seven times. Yeah, jealous much? <laughs> seven times, and he had nothing. Listen, I I hated Tom Brady when he wasn't on my team, too. I get it if you don't like Tom Brady. Oh, you could not like him, but that's... There's, you got to I mean, respect him. I mean, I can't stand LeBron James, but I will never sit here and say LeBron James isn't one of the greatest basketball players ever to play the game. True. I just don't, I just don't like him. But it's got nothing to do with... Because, oh, no, he's overrated. No, not really. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, oh, last clever, week, clever segue. Last week, I actually watched uh, uh, Space Jam: New Legacy. <laughs> I heard it sucked. You know, I like the first one better because, you know, I'm a. Obviously, it came out when I was a kid, so clearly, I'm going to like it better. I didn't hate it though; like, it wasn't that bad. But is it, really, isn't it isn't it basically the first movie with a lot more product placement and a lot more cameo there's, appearances? I mean, there's a lot of product placement, but it's not terrible. Like well, it got, I really it got totally it. destroyed on by people who went most the vast majority of people went and saw it said it wasn't very good. I but mean, then again, you, Space Jam One is not a theatrical. Not, Space Jam One's not really a good movie either. I mean, if you want to talk about like in terms of a movie, it's not that oh. good. But if you just want to talk about going into it, it's got funny moments and, you know, it's good for kids, which is who's the intended audience. 
You know, it's not terrible. There, there was one part in the movie where I legitimately laughed, like, really, really hard. Like, it really made me... Again, you know, laugh. it depends on your target audience, right? I mean, yeah. they're not aiming that movie at my generation. Like and why? Plot, and plot was whatever. Uh, and why would they? The Looney Tunes, of course, are, are funny. I mean, and they're not aiming it at people who don't like LeBron, because, well, why would they? Well, they, they, do people think they were going to make this movie and make fun of him? Like that well, they wasn't gonna... do. They okay, do but in a but in a tongue in cheek way though. Yeah, not that, but it's still not like that LeBron sucks. I mean, they do kind of make fun of LeBron like quite a bit in this movie, and it's it it actually is clever. I mean, if I was making that movie, LeBron would go to take a shot, and he'd flop, and Foghorn Leghorn would go. I say, I say, I say, say, boy, you do should do flop a lot. Also, Foghorn Leghorn is the greatest Looney Tune of all time. Um, um, he's right up there. He's it's up not- there with uh, I'd put him up there. Obviously, I think Bugs is wonderful and Daffy, but Foghorn I mean, Leghorn is. There's nothing flat. better than when Foghorn Leghorn is talking to that chicken hawk, <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, boy, boy, you don't you don't want to eat me, boy. Look, I'm all skin and bones, and he he somehow manages to roll up his feathers like pants. Yeah. So it's his chicken leg. You don't want me. Yeah. What, you, what you want, boy? What you want yourself? You need to get yourself a dog. <laughs> and he tries to talk him into, into eating a dog. Oh man. Uh, my, and, he's, and then and then there's the other one. My other favorite is um, uh, where there's the the w- widow hen, and she's got a, a a little boy, and he's always he's a nice boy, but he's a little bit dumb. Yeah. That's yeah. always my my friend. I like Martian or uh, Marvin the Martian. Uh, I do too. I'm, Marvin the Martian's in this movie too. He shows up. Well, he's he in the original up. with the QT four seven two modulator. He was the he was the referee in the first movie, which I thought was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, Ooh, I'm getting angry. But no, I mean if you if you got it's on HBO Plus or HBO Max or whatever it's called. If you got a moment, I mean, hey, it's worth checking out. You know, it's, it's um, pretty good. In full disclosure, never saw the whole version of the first one, and won't you don't see need to. and won't see the second one either. Not okay. my not my thing. Understandable. Well, I'll tell you what our thing is. We're going to take a break and hear from our great friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and from Stay Classy Meets. And when we come back, we're going to talk NBA draft first round. I've got my mock draft ready to go. Tim's got some notes. And uh, we're going to talk about it. The draft talk is coming up right after this from our great sponsor. Stick around. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say... Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles. 
LLC. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And we're back on Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our great sponsors, Stay Classy Meats and Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. That store is getting very close to opening up. Can't wait to see it. Talked to Michael and Leslie the other day, and uh, things are going well for them. So I'm glad to hear it for them. All right. Leslie Bottom. Nielsen? Yes, Leslie Nielsen. Oh, I, met, I did oh. actually meet him one time. He's a cool dude. He was. Was a, was a cool dude. Yeah, honorary West Virginian, believe it or not. You believe that his brother was a big time Canadian politician? Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Was in the was in the government for decades, in fact. Would you believe that Leslie Nielsen, like I said, was an honorary West Virginian? I'm I'm trying to get that title, but I just can't talk. I just don't have I'm enough trying, money to. Man. Like, I, I just can't. I, I just can't get enough money to get, and I can only send so many chips. Trying to trying to do it for baby dog for you, man. That's what I'm doing. Oh, well, speaking of before, well, now let's. I'll save that for the end of the show. Never mind. Drop. I do want to bring this up. Did you see the USA finally won a game in basketball? <laughs> yeah, they defeated that basketball powerhouse of Iran. Well, what they're just as good at that as they are with. Uh, <laughs> They're just as good at that as they are uh, with a nuclear stockpile. But anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and apparently uh, no weapons of mass destruction on that Iranian yeah, team. No weapons of three point production either. But anyway, <laughs> that, you you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back. That was clever. All right, but it uh, was full marks. USA basketball can get their act together. Man, oh man, they've been they've been as disappointing as me at an all you can eat buffet with a stomach ache. It's been bad. Is that but, all happened? right, here we go. Let's talk NBA draft. It's what the people have been waiting for. Uh, I went ahead and did, which is we're just going to talk first round mock, of course. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the one that we that we talk about in the first round here. And again, I'm going to say this: this has been a hard draft to put together. I know my first round took a long time because. I didn't get a chance to really study a lot of the players like I wanted to, where the season went later than normal. So it's been kind of hard to keep up with who's going where. I'm willing to put money on the first four picks being right. After that, I ain't got much of a damn clue, but I threw one together here and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Tim will have, you'll have some comments here and there, right, Tim? I shall. Okay. And uh, plenty to talk about here. So we'll start at the top. The Pistons won the lottery. They have the first pick. 
and they're on the clock. And if I'm Detroit, I'm looking at what I need, which is, uh, you know, pretty much whatever. Best available player, first pick, Cade Cunningham. Point guard, shooting guard, six foot eight, 220 pounds out of Oklahoma State. He's really been the consensus number one since the draft came up. And uh, I think Detroit needs to take him here. I really do. I know they said they worked out him and they worked out, uh, who was it, Jalen Green. But I think Cunningham's the guy, if you ask me. It's a lot of talk about this guy. Um, has the size, apparently has the brain. Got the shot. Um, apparently got great vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I've read about him that is, and that's maybe even fixable, uh, turnover prone, gets the ball up a lot, which isn't going to work in the pros, but that can be, you can teach you, some you of that. You can work with that. And, um, and I didn't notice this, but I'm not an NBA scout. Uh, doesn't have a real good first step. Kind of slow. Yeah. On the first step. No, I. I'll argue that his uh, first step looked pretty good. And well, I'm just well. telling you. I'm just telling you what the NBA boys have got to say. And uh, I mean, when whenever, whenever anybody's going, okay, who 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 is he like in the pros? And the word and the name is Luka Doncic. Yeah, pretty good. Probably should pick the guy. Yeah, uh, not you know, not bad at all. Twenty points a game in college. You know, rebounds, some assists. Does it? Does a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I just don't know how you don't take him first. I just yeah. don't know. I think you have to at this point. So that one's kind of an easy one to to, to dive into there. Uh, the Rockets have the second pick, and there's a couple ways they could go here. But if I'm the Rockets, I'm looking to, to take a, a guard, and I think Jalen Green will be the guy they go with. Um, you know, Evan Mobley is an option here, but I think Jalen Green is who they go with. He's already got pro experience. He's been playing in the G League. He's only 19. Uh, he's six, about six, five, six, six. He only weighs about 180, 185 pounds. So not as big as Cunningham, but he is good. Um, and I think the Rockets worked him out. So they, they're comfortable with him. And I believe this is where they'll go with him. Um, can score better as well or better than anybody in the draft. Yeah. Um, explosive. And apparently he is uh, friends with Kevin Porter Jr. who plays for the Rockets. Never hurts. Um, I guess there, you can maybe comment on this, that he is the prototypical modern-day NBA number two guard. Well, that's, that's perfect. And that's what they need. And, and so. they've got, they got weaknesses. Uh, not the best. Uh, got to work on some passing. Uh, well, but, but as, boy, a shooting guard, as a shooting yeah. guard, I don't look for him to be passing that much. You know, uh, he, he has to develop outside of his own offense, they're saying. And they're comparing him to Zach Levine. So nah, That's a pretty good comparison. So doesn't seem to have a whole lot of weaknesses in the game there. Now, again, and because he's played in the G League, I would think that's... That helps, I believe. That's gotta, well, it's got to tell you a lot about how he's going to play against better competition, right? Yeah. At three is is Cleveland, and I have Cleveland going with Evan Mobley, who's a seven-foot forward center from USC, and this guy is huge. Um, This is a guy that you 
you really want. I know Cleveland has been fielding calls because a lot of people are looking at this guy, but uh, I think they'll take him. And if you pair this guy with, if you decide to keep Jared Allen, uh, that's two big guys who can, I think you really want to take this guy and let him work on shooting from the outside and try to make him that stretch four. This is just a talent you can't pass on if you're Cleveland. How often does a seven-footer fall to you that can do all these things? So Cleveland, I think, should go with, uh, and they will go with Evan Mobley. Seems to be the consensus. Yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of the one that's been going on, right? He can uh, he can play defense already. He can shoot. Uh, I mean, 30% three-point shooter in college for a big Not guy. Not bad. That ain't Not too bad shabby. for a seven-footer. Um, the only knock on him that I can see here is that he, he needs to big he needs to bulk, little little well, thin. Again, he's twenty years old. But so. but there's but that you can do, and yeah. uh, the pro comparison is uh, Chris Bosh. Not a bad comparison. So that ain't bad. So all right, let's go to the fourth pick, uh, Toronto Raptors. This is the one where things could get interesting, and you may see some movement. But if the Raptors stay, I think they're going to be looking to finally replace Kyle Lowry because I don't see Kyle Lowry re-signing with the Raptors. And they'll take Jalen Suggs, 6'4 point guard from Gonzaga. Um, you know, this is a guy, he's only 19 years old. And again, they could move they and or they could be trying to get Ben Simmons because the 76ers are looking for a, a titanic deal for Ben Simmons. Or if you're the Raptors, you just take Jalen Suggs and you build with him with Pascal Siakam and you let Lowry go. And, you know, he's a great athlete. He plays hard. Um, he's a good teammate. So I can't really be mad at this pick. They may trade back, but I think this is a good pick for Toronto if they go here. That's, if they trade for Ben Simmons, they're nuts. That's, I agree. I that's agree. That's me, but. Um, apparently he's uh, competitive, he's a good passer, likes to rebound, pretty good shooter. Um, the only knock on him on here is that he's uh, sometimes takes too many risks on defense. But damn, that's not really a, for my, in my book that's not a bad thing to be. Well, at least he's competitive on defense. Yeah, he, he isn't a he isn't a stand and defend guy. Yeah. Um, pro comparison, George Hill. Not bad. Not bad. So. I'm looking now at number five. Now, this is where people's picks are going to start to change. At number five, I think the Orlando Magic, they're going to need a shooting guard, and I think they take James Boo Knight or Book Knight or whatever, how to pronounce it. Uh, he's a shooting guard coming out of UConn. He's six foot five, 190 pounds, and this a guy can he can do a lot of things. I think he's just a, a scorer. Uh, he's a guy that's just going to score. And Orlando needs that. They need a guy that can score. You know, there's talk of potentially Orlando trying to get a point guard. They've got other picks where they can sacrifice that. I think you go out and you just grab yourself a good scorer because you let go of Evan Fournier. And this is a guy that can take that place. Uh Apparently, he, he does everything fairly well. The knock, or not knock, the worry on him is that he had elbow surgery yeah, and did not look the same. Now, well, 
He's fit now, right in in Orlando. Everybody's yeah. hurt in Orlando. So, you know, diverse scorer, flashy athlete above the rim, good defender, likes contact. Uh, what's not to like about any of that? And like I said, the knocks are uh, apparently his uh, production as a scorer came primarily off high volume and poor efficiency. Well, there you go. But other than that, okay, but I mean, in the same breath, they do say too, though, that no no lottery pick stock has risen more than his in the yeah, last few weeks. That's another thing. So he's impressing somebody somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, pro comparison, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, sixth man of the year. So there you go. I'm looking at Oklahoma City now. They can make a lot of moves. They've got a lot of picks. You may see them package some picks and make some moves here in this draft. Uh, I've got them staying here and taking Scotty Barnes. They need a small forward, power forward. They got Shea Gilgis Alexander. They need to build around him. Uh, Scotty Barnes is a guy who is kind of traditional at the top five selection. He can do a lot of things. He can pass. He can defend. I like this pick for OKC. I think if they get Scotty Barnes is going to be a good player in the NBA, and I think uh, OKC is a good spot for him to land. He's out of Florida State. Uh, okay, what are they going to say about him? Uh, elite positional size. Not sure what that means, but uh, switchable defender can guard anybody. That's now that's a huge thing there. Yeah, can guard anyone from the one to the five hole. Um, he's a good passer. Good playmaker. Uh, weaknesses. Um, still needs to work on some offense. And I got to laugh because they compared him to Ben Simmons, but he can shoot threes. But he can shoot. So, so there you go. That, that ruins that whole comparison for me right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he seems, again... Needs a, a little bit of polish, but gee, I mean, he's a draft pick. They all. I think. I think most of these draft. I, I don't see very many guys coming in being elite right out of the gate. Maybe it, your top three. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be parts of their game. That's kind of the point, right? So. Yeah. Uh, Golden State. This is Minnesota's pick that Golden State got from the uh, D'Angelo Russell trade. Golden State. I have them selecting Jonathan Kuminga. Who's a G League player? He's a small forward, power forward, six foot seven, two hundred twenty pounds. Andrew Wiggins is okay, but they need somebody who can come in and play better defense. And Kuminga is going to have a chance to be a high upside talent. He's got all kinds of coordination. Uh, he likes to play ball dominant, but in this point. I think they could use him in Golden State to be a guy they bring in right now and let him shoot and let him play and take some pressure off of Steph Curry. And potentially, if Clay Thompson's not 100%, he can step right in and play right now. So I, I could see this guy being yeah, ready to go. Uh, apparently, a good finisher, good around the rim, particularly, and a good defender around the rim. I can't, that's, don't see that that often anymore, really. No, you honest. really don't. Um, can shoot, doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but 25% from a big guy is not too shabby. Uh, I guess he's a little raw, a little unpolished, but again. Steve Kerr, um, Steve Kerr, and then we'll take care of that I if mean, he goes uh, there. Yeah, for a pro comparison, Jalen Brown. Okay. So well, now, now I'm looking at Orlando again at eight. And to me, this is where you take a guy that can come in and play right now. 
And this is a guy, if you grab him at eight, this is not a, this is a guy you're going to kind of get what you get. He's an older guy. He's 22 years old. And that's Davion Mitchell from Baylor. Six one, two hundred pounds. But this is the point guard that you take in case you don't have any luck with the return of Markel Fultz. And to me, this is a guy, this, this would be a little bit of a reach for Orlando, but I think this is an okay reach because you're taking a guy that could come in right now and play well. And yes, he's a little bit smaller. Yes. He's a little bit older and maybe not the greatest shooter in the world, but he's defensively tough. He is getting better on offense. He's you know a little bit of a late bloomer, but I think he would be a great playmaker for a lot of the talent you have on your team. Elite on the ball defender. Got a first step to die for, apparently. But, uh, good passer, creative. Shoots threes pretty good. Uh, the knock on him is he can't he don't shoot free throws very well. 65%, which is... Not that good. Um, no, it's really not for a guard. No, not for a guard. Uh, but I mean, if they, and I guess he he's not the biggest guy either. No, he is kind of small. But uh, but after but I mean, but we've seen guys skill will beat that at that position. If you got a lot of skill, you can be a little small and get away with it. Yeah. Uh, pro comparison: Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> not a bad guy to be compared so, to. Yeah. Now, here's a guy that I think a lot of drafts have this guy going a lot later than this. Uh, Again, this is another reach for me. Sacramento at nine, I have them taking Jalen Johnson, the Duke freshman, uh, the small forward, power forward. He's 6'9", 220. He's a big guy. And this is a guy who, again, a lot of people may have him going later. I don't think he falls far. He's got great upside. And he can not only handle the ball, he's big, he can pass, he's got good vision. His jumper is not inconsistent, is inconsistent, but I think Sacramento could let him develop that skill. They've got guys who can shoot. They need a guy with his size, with his ability to do what he does. So I think this, and again, put him with another Duke alum there and Marvin Bagley. Sacramento, I mean, not a bad pick here. This one could really pan out for him. This guy's got a couple of issues, though, or potential issues. Yes. Um, A lot of guys are not fans of him walking away halfway through the season. It didn't go over very well with a lot of people. Very true. Don't know if that speaks to his character or not. Don't don't know enough about the reasons why. he doesn't have a very good lateral movement, but you can teach that to some degree. Uh, not too good in the half court. But, I mean, he's from Duke, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Duke. So that he's got actually something. carries a lot of weight. Well, I mean, he's got ha- to have something. You know, he didn't, he, they didn't recruit him, and he didn't end up at Duke because he, he didn't have some skills. Yeah. Now, we can say about how many guys from Duke don't really turn out to be that great in the NBA. But, I mean, we only got, I mean, we only got 13 games to work with from yep. college. That's all he played. So, who's to say? Um, he's got, apparently, guard skills, even though he's a forward. Yeah, I'm big forward at that. Uh, and really good in transition and a really good passer for as big as he is. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and they and they like to run the uh they like to run to Sacramento, especially with uh with Heald and uh company out there. They they like to move, that's for sure. So yeah, I mean they're comparing them to Tobias Harris. So there ain't nothing wrong with that. Tenth spot belongs to Memphis now, who traded with New Orleans up to get this pick. And through my draft summary here into a little bit of a movement, but I think Memphis here, you just go with the best available. And they've got their eye on somebody. They need somebody who can shoot, in my opinion. That's what they're lacking because Ja Morant can't do it on his own. And when I look at shooters and I look at scores, I'm looking at Josh Giddy from Australia. Small forward, could probably play him at uh, a guard if need be. He's six foot eight, two hundred and five pounds. And this is a guy who is great physically and he could really help your team. Maybe not, you know, maybe not the guy you throw in there this year, but he could really help this team. I think there's a reason why they traded up, and I think Giddy's the reason. Apparently, I mean, he played in Australia, so it's a little tough to get a really good read on his skill set because he's not playing against exactly elite competition. But that being said, he's big. Apparently, he's a, you know, from what they know, good playmaker, good ball handler, good distributor. Uh, needs to improve uh, scoring and shooting. But again, that stuff. I mean, we don't really know, right? I mean, he yeah, could, you know, he could light he could light it up, and you can teach that stuff. You know, practice will make you a better shooter. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe a tiny bit of a reach, possibly. Maybe. But maybe, but again, got. I mean, it seemed appears to have the skills. Well, there's been so, two names bandied about. Uh, for Memphis, and Giddy's one of them. The other one is this man, your guy, who I have going to Charlotte at 11, Franz Wagner, the small forward power forward from Michigan. He's just a sophomore. Um, Franz Wagner? Yes. Great defender and great size to be at the forward problem with him is he needs to shoot better if he's going to play at that spot which you can develop um but i think he has the opportunity here to really step in and be a solid piece in charlotte because you know they got gordon hayward there they need a nice four to go with him and then of course Lamelo ball has turned into a, a solid piece there charlotte could really be building something here um and i think wagner would be a good good choice for them his thing is, is he can't shoot threes. Yeah, that's that's a problem. But I don't think Charlotte would ask him would really be asking him to do that too much. He, he can't shoot threes, but he shoots really. I mean, he shoots eighty three percent from the free throw line, so he can shoot. Just yeah. maybe he isn't a three guy. That's all. Um, the other thing I don't like about him, and I don't know how big of a deal it is at that level, he's not an athlete. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. He he doesn't have whatever that whatever those He's like his brother. <laughs> yes, there you go. You nailed it. Um he's got a great basketball IQ. He's a good playmaker. I mean he's a he was a, he's a good basketball player, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But he isn't the kind of guy that uh, 
He's not the Wagner boys ain't going to outwork you anytime soon. Well, they're not going to out natural athlete you. He's yeah. going to have to put the work in. Yeah, and but I think Charlotte would take a chance on this guy. I really do. Seems like a kind of guy Jordan would want. Uh, just a big guy who could stretch the floor. Maybe <laughs> that's all, good. Maybe that's what, bad. All, I don't know. all kind of promise and no finish. Well, you know. Um. San Antonio in the lottery, not something you see very often, but I know how they like to draft. And I have them taking a player out of Virginia named Trey Murphy, small forward, power forward, 6'9", 205. When I think of this guy, I think of a guy, if you've played in Virginia, you've got to be able to play defense. All right? I mean, that's just... Like he's got to have some kind of defensive prowess to him. Maybe not the greatest defensive player, but there's got to be something there. Uh, he's not a great ball handler, but they're not going to have him be a ball handler. He's going to be a consistent shooter. And I think that's something missing right now from the Spurs. And I think that Trey Murphy could fill that void right now, especially with him being 21 years old. And just coming out of his junior season at Virginia. Uh, he can shoot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they need that. He is a three-point machine, apparently. Uh, versatile defender. Particular, apparently not particularly physical. But that, I guess if you can play good defense, but you can do that without being physical, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he don't rebound for, for Diddley, apparently. Not going to be his job. But, but again, you know, the NBA has become, and people got to remember, it's very much become. Uh, it's a shooter's league. Well, and, and what you're good at is, well, is when, when you'll be out there. Yep, exactly. We're, yeah, we're not going to ask you to do these I'm things. I'm not saying San Antonio do. is going to take this guy and have him start, but I think he can play off of your bench right now. And, and that's the kind play, of guy Popovich wants. It'll be all right. We, we're behind by. 10 or 12 and we need some points all right throw this guy out here and let him throw up some threes all right indiana i've got indiana they have miles turner but it's never too late to take another big 6 11 220 kai jones and i think this is a guy that's going to help beef up that front court with uh with miles turner and company there in indiana i mean this is a guy who He's got, he's an athlete, man. He can he can knock down jump shots. He can finish the lobs, protect the paint. He's you know this would actually maybe be a little bit of a slip for him to fall to thirteen, but he is a project. But he can do some good things, and Indiana I think has the patience to work with him and make him a better player. So to me, this this fits in perfectly in Indiana. Kai oh. Jones. And this guy is the poster child for potential. Yes. Apparently he shoots pretty well, but can't shoot free throws. But again, that can be worked on. Of course. Uh, needs to toughen up, I guess, according to this. I'd say a lot of these guys do. But uh, other than that, apparently he has all the tools and is very willing to put the work in. Which says a lot about the guy. Hey, if you so. if you give me a guy that's willing to work, I'll take him over a more talented guy that's not willing to work. Who, th- who thinks he doesn't have to work? Exactly. 
Last pick of the lottery, 14th, Golden State yet again. Here they are, and you don't know, are you going to get Clay Thompson back or not? We assume yes, but you were lacking in the small forward, in the shooting guard small forward range last year. So what do you do here? You take a guy who has a lot of upside at 14, and he's one of the best athletes in the draft. Yeah, he's not a big guy, and you know the there's concerns about the jump shot, hurt his stock a bit. But Keon Johnson from Tennessee, maybe not the greatest offensive weapon, but he's got a great feel as a project wing. He's tough, defensive minded, and I think this guy could step in, you know, in limited minutes and do well for Golden State and buy in to what Golden State does. So I think Golden State could grab Keon Johnson here at 14. Yeah. Okay. That one's... You're like, okay, what, what, sure. Okay, well, what, what, you're on 14? Is that right? Yes. Okay, so, like, I've got the like NBA... A little bit uh, of a reach. A little bit CBS of a reach. has got him going... Well, CBS has got him going at 9 on 1 and 12 at the other one. So not really. Well, I've got the one I'm looking at some stuff here from sports illustrated. Now I did my draft myself the other day and now I'm comparing them. Uh, according to this 19 on mine. Well, they've got, uh, you know, he's, a uh, likes to athletic above the rim defensive player who embraces his role in defensive stuff and schemes and things like that, which is kind of unusual. Uh, doesn't shoot very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a project a little bit. Well, I think anytime you get to, from like, you know, 11 to 20, you're going to run into some guys that you're taking chances on. Maybe they're a project. Yeah, no, definitely. So, absolutely. They, they've said here he's a raw Cantavius Caldwell Pope. That's raw right there, folks. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but. Again, um, yeah, I mean, we're into that mid-range where you're not the, the certainty. You know, every pick we go down, the certainty is that much less, right? Exactly. exactly. So. All right. So next pick, I've got Washington. And if they were ever in need of something, it would be a power forward or a center. I've got them taking Isaiah Jackson, 6'10", 205 Kentucky freshman, who has all kinds of raw athletic experience in him, but, uh, you know, he's a rim running kind of guy. He protects the basket, but he's not going to be the guy that you go to on offense. Think of a uh, Mitchell Robinson piece here. Do the Knicks need more offensive help or do they need a guy like this? Or excuse me, the wizards, forgive me. I think they need a guy like this. They've got Westbrook. They've got bill. They've got Ra Hachimura. They've got guys that can, can do things on offense. You need a rim protector. And Isaiah Jackson could be just that. Apparently a great shot blocker. Uh, good rebounder, which is nice. Limited offensive skill set and too small. Or too light. Maybe not too small, but too light. Needs to put on some pounds because he can get pushed around. And takes a lot of bad fouls, according to this. Well, I think uh, I, I like this kid. I think he's got potential to fit in if the right team gets him. And I think Washington would be that team. Oklahoma City again here. They've got pick 16. I've got them taking Moses Moody, shooting guard from Arkansas. 
And I know earlier in the draft, I had him taking a, a power forward, small forward. Here I have him going shooting guard uh, just to kind of fill in the, the spots here. This is a guy who he's a three and D wing. This is a guy who will remind you of a miles bridges. Um, you could pair this kid up in any lineup and he's going to do what he's got to do. He's a, he's a solid fit. Maybe he is one of those guys that would slip in this draft because a lot of people aren't looking for that three and D type player. Oklahoma city could grab a steal here at 16. He's only 18. So even for a college guy, he's pretty young. Played pretty well in the SEC. Can shoot. Apparently can really shoot. Um, not an explosive, not an explosive athlete. But if you're shooting threes, you don't need to be. So yeah. Another yeah. another guy with a Paris, you know, got a ton. The potential outweighs the bad. Yeah, it's a nose roll kind of thing. Um, at 17, New Orleans, they've traded back. I think they're going to be one of the major, major runners for Kyle Lowry. So I can see them trading back, creating cap room with getting rid of Adams and Eric Bledsoe's contracts. This would be a good place for them to select Zaire Williams, the six foot eight freshman shooting guard from Stanford. Uh, this is a guy that has been up and down the draft board. A lot of people have had him going as high as eight. I've got him falling all the way to 17. You know, he's, he's, he's tall and he has shooting ability, but there's a lot of questions surrounding his injury and, you know, lack of consistency back to high school. He's skilled, but you're going to have to develop him. And I think new Orleans would be a good spot to develop this guy. They've got Nikhil Alexander Walker who can fill in at that guard spot for now. Uh, this guy has a chance to be really good, though, if they're willing to take the time and let him learn. That's what I'm reading it, that, you know, that whoever picks him is going to be a project, going to require some extra hands-on, as it were. Yeah. But the, but the potential is sky's the limit. So, although you got to feel sorry for a guy who played for Stanford. <laughs> well, he's smart though. That shows he's yeah. He's probably smart. probably an intellectual. Although if he's an intellectual, he wouldn't have come out. True. He's in school. Eighteenth pick belongs to the Thunder again. Now I can see the Thunder packaging sixteen and eighteen to try to move up and get somebody. But if they stay here, I have them taking Alperine Sengun from Turkey. He's a six ten, two hundred and forty pound center. Now, this guy has got skill that could definitely land him in the lottery. The only problem is he doesn't have, like, a style of play that's comparable to today's NBA, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, he's more of a, an old school. Like, if this was an old school NBA, this guy would be a top five pick. Um, but where he is now... I could see him falling. He's got great finishing skills, great vision. It's just the way the NBA plays. I just don't know if he's going to fit. And I think this for Oklahoma City, you draft this guy, see what you can do with him if he's worth playing at center. If not, you stash him in Turkey, let him develop a little more, try to develop a, a shot. So we'll see what they do with him. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's... I mean, as far as European players go, he's all that in a bag of chips. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a solid piece. The only problem is the way the NBA is played, you know, this guy should probably be a top 10 pick, but the NBA is a different league now. And he should have been drafted in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, if this was 1993, <laughs> this guy's a top five pick. Not, not a and, doubt in my mind. And the knock on him here anyway is that he's got lacks the foot speed. He's not going to be able to defend in the NBA as a center. He's a little undersized for a center. Yeah. And but but he's more of a traditional center than a modern one. So I'm not so sure if he's more of a if he isn't a modern center, he's probably not going to have to defend under the rim anyway. Yeah. Because they don't really do a lot of and that's you don't see much of that anymore. You don't. You don't. That's so the, that's the crazy thing is you you just don't see that anymore. I mean, this is their what? This isn't their first pick, correct? Oh no, this would be their third pick of the Okay, round. so if you're gonna take a winger, now's the time to do it. Yeah, and I think this would be a a solid pick if he's there, honestly. Yeah, he's well, got I mean, talent. This draft has got him going at eleven and fourteen, so Yeah, I just think he falls. His style of play doesn't fit. Well, I mean, I mean maybe if he's I'm there, wrong. again, I am completely not confident in anything that I'm really saying here. But I'm making my argument. I mean, we we sense. all know that we're, we'll be lucky. You know, the first three or four. I think I'll get the first four, and then after, after that, that no way. Bet, as soon as somebody goes off the table, then all bets are off exactly. because then then everything goes nuts. So who exactly. knows? Exactly. You never know. There's going to be trades, and there's going to be all kinds of stuff going exactly. on. Exactly. All right. Let's get through this. We still got about eleven picks to go. Uh, New York Knicks. I've got taking Usman. Garuba, power forward from Spain. And the reason why I had them going here, they're going to be making a lot of moves in the offseason, trying to grab some free agents. Would not shock me if they draft and stash this guy. He's just 19. You know, they've got Mitchell Robinson. They've got Julius Randle. They don't want to reach for a guard here. Or they, I don't think they really need to reach for a forward per se. They're a solid team. Um, again, I think this is a guy that they draft and stash and, you know, he, he's big, but I don't think he's got the offensive skills yet to get there. All right. I, I will agree with that from what I'm reading and, but real cool name. Yeah, absolutely. Cool name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and also his, but his defense, I mean, they could draft and stash him or Tom Thibodeau could just bring him in and play and say, here, be Reggie Evans and just play defense and rebound. Tibbs loves defense. And this is a guy that fits that profile. Here's 46 minutes a night. Go. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> coming off the bench in, in New York. That's just pretty much like pl- not playing. Uh-huh. All right. The Atlanta Hawks are on the board next and there's a lot of places they can go. I have them going at 20. I have them taking Cameron Thomas, shooting guard from LSU because let's be honest here. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to be back for the Hawks. Lou Williams, Tony Snell. They're all coming off the books. You've got Kevin Huter. You got Trey young. Cam Reddish is all right here and there. Um, but I think this is a guy you take and he is just, um, you know, he'll be one of those guys to knock down shots. He's got good production. He's not going to start. He's going to be a bench player, and he'll play good off the ball. So I think this is a solid pick for Atlanta here. Led the SEC in scoring. He's going to has scored everywhere he's ever played, and he's probably going to score in the NBA too. 
and uh, from all reports, is very, very upset that Lou Williams has been traded. <laughs> Lou Williams to Magic City, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, 21, the Knicks again. I have them this time taking a guy who is another reliable defender, a very good scorer, and the fact that he's 24 years old is the only reason the guy falls. And that is Chris Durate, or I think it's Durate. Six foot six uh, shooting guard out of Oregon. You know, Tom Thibodeau doesn't care about your age. He's going to play if you can play defense. So this is another the, guy. Uh, oldest guy in the draft. Yep. So, I, again, late lottery just because of his age. If he was four years younger, you're talking about a top 10 player. Uh, can shoot. Shoots threes. Pretty good defender. At 24, you know, in some ways I see that. I mean, it can be a negative. It can be a positive, though, too. It's not a kid. Exactly. You and can't be a kid coming into a Tom Thibodeau offense. Sorry. He's not He's can't. not a kid, and he's probably going to – he's just going to be a little bit more mature than a 19-year-old. There's just no yeah, way around it, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So maybe you can – he might – catch on to things a little bit quicker and be willing to take the role a little bit easier than some other guys might. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I could see that happening easily. Um, I'm going now 22, the, the Lakers as if they need any friggin' help. Uh, Don't they just buy their help? Normally. Um, I have on my list, the Lakers taking a small forward out of Gonzaga senior Corey, Crispert or Kispert as this pick here. This is the guy that could go up and down draft boards. I've seen him in, you know, just outside the lottery. I've seen him in the twenties and I've seen him up in the lottery. I've seen him in the second round. It's hard to say he is, you know, he's a shooter. He's one of those guys. And the, what is LeBron like shooters? You know, he's 22 years old. So his age may hurt him a little bit. So I have him fallen to the Lakers at 22, but if you can shoot, you can play in the NBA. He's arguably the best shooter in the draft. Uh, the things he doesn't do well, if he goes to L.A., no one's going to care because he ain't going to be doing them things anyway. He's going to be asked to be a shooter, and that's yeah. it. Here, when we pass you the ball, make a shot. And other than that, stay out of the way. Yeah. Play, play a little defense maybe. Rebound the ball if it gets near you. Yeah, and other than that, we don't need you to do anything else. So, probably right there. And if he falls that far, there is there's a lot of people interested in him. I don't know how far he will actually fall, though. So, that's kind of a, a wait and see. Uh, the next guy I have on my list is going to Houston is Ayu Duzmanu, shooting guard out of Illinois. This is a junior, and... Looking at my the list here, I don't have a whole lot on him. Um, but this is a guy who played for Illinois, played in the Big 12, and he's a little bit older, big guy for a guard, 200-pound guard. Um, he seems like he would be ready to come in and play right now if need be. And Houston will need bodies. This is just a big dude that can step in and play right now uh, because they need help in about every position. Apparently a strong on the ball defender, excellent perim attacker, a questionable shooter, 
turnover prone, but still a work in progress. So, yeah, absolutely. A guy you can a guy you can work on. Just taking in the later draft. Houston has the next pick as well. And I have them going with a power forward, Jeremiah Robinson Earl out of Villanova, the sophomore, 6'9", 230 pounds. Uh, again, another another project. But Villanova players can normally defend. They normally play well in the NBA. And there's not a doubt in my mind that on this Houston team, again, they're going to need guys that can step up and play. And I think that uh, Robinson Earl can do that. You can apparently defend... Two, two to five without any trouble at all. Yeah, and that's big in the league. Uh, he comes from a, you know, the program. He comes from, says something. Villanova kind of turns mm-hmm. out pros. It's kind of what they do. Oh, it's yeah. Like, they, you know, well, let's be honest. I mean, that's a lot of good players that come from Villanova. It's that simple. Yeah. And I got to admit, if the guy's first name was Timothy or Tim, what a name he would have. <laughs> Boy, he'd clean up here, wouldn't he? Would he ever? I mean, what? I mean, that would be the be name our new of, favorite na- player. That would be the name of names if that happened. Yeah. Well, Jeremiah's pretty close to Jeff, though. So that's that, it. Is, that, it is, is, that is in the ballpark in some way. He ways. was a bullfrog. Uh, 25th pick, the Clippers. I have them take in Jaden Springer, freshman from Tennessee, 6'4, 204. And this is a guy who's 18 years old. And they've got a chance to grab this kid and throw him in there and play him behind Paul George and maybe even move him over to the starting point guard position if you have to. I mean, he's a point guard by trade. He could probably play the two if need be. He did have some injuries in his freshman year, but a good defender. And he's a a very, very effective on the court. And... It's hard saying where he's going to end up, how good he will be, but I think this is a guy worth taking the risk on at 25 for the Clippers. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to be 19 until September. That's crazy. For God's sake. So and he's already, you know, he can shoot. Apparently has the basketball IQ, which is always nice. Uh, and after that, I mean, who really knows, you know? Again, the further you get in this draft, the more questions. I mean, he could, yeah, he could turn out to be all of that, and he may never get any better than he is right now. But at eighteen, you've got to assume there's probably some room for improvement there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Looking now at twenty-six, the Denver Nuggets. I have them taking Josh Christopher, shooting guard out of Arizona State. Uh, he's a freshman, but look at the size of this guy as a freshman. <laughs> this is 6'5", 215. This guy could be a prolific scorer and defender, a nice 3 and D in the league. And they're going to need that guy anyway because that was a position they were lacking at last year, and they're losing Will Barton, so this is a guy that could step in. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot. So there is some, okay, what's he really got? What's he not got? Yeah. Small sample size, but that's a lot for a lot of these guys. Uh, He's a project. As most of these guys are going to be. But again, he's a project that if he he fits the, uh, if he has the potential to get what they need for him to be, well, then you take him, right? Exactly. And Denver's been known to take projects and do well with them. Uh, Nikola Jokic, <laughs> who was a second-round pick. Who's this Jokic you speak of? 
Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn at 27. I have them taking Isaiah Todd, power forward from the G League. 6'10", 210. I had Brooklyn taking this guy here because they need help at that position. Blake Griffin has only got so many miles left. Yeah, the, the Blake Griffin era. Well, I guess they never really had an era in Brooklyn. Really. Not much of one. Um, I, I haven't got anything on. He's not on my board. So I'll take what you said and go. I mean, Brooklyn don't need a whole lot of help. No, they don't. So they can afford to take somebody who. It's a positional to. need. It's a big guy. Yeah. He's played in the G League. He's got experience playing against professionals. Why not take a flyer? Uh, Philadelphia, I have them taking Sharif Cooper, point guard, out of Auburn because Ben Simmons is going bye-bye soon, and you're going to need a guard. Even if he doesn't go bye-bye, you're going to need a point guard because Ben Simmons is not a point guard. So I have them taking Sharif Cooper here. And he does all the things that Ben Simmons does. He's a passer, led the SEC in assists. Uh, but we'll finish at the rim. There you go. Not anything here about whether he can shoot threes, though. I'm not saying I'm not he can't even hurt. asking the guy to shoot threes. I'm just asking him to shoot. Yeah, he don't have to make them. He <laughs> just has to be not afraid to throw it up there. Exactly. Two more picks to go. Phoenix. I have Phoenix taking Deuce Miles McBride, six two one ninety five out of West Virginia. What are you laughing at? Because for a split second, I thought you were going to say Deuce Bigelow. No. <laughs> Miles McBride. What? Deuce McBride. He is a great defender. He's tough. He can make shots. He's very clutch. The biggest thing with him would be he's just kind of a college guard. You know, he plays defense like a college guard. Um, I think he could fit in well with, the Suns, not only could he go there with fellow West Virginian Javon Carter and learn the ways, uh, he's a better shooter than Carter. And this guy is, is a legitimate, really good point guard. And if Chris Paul doesn't stick around, they're going to need guards. So I, I've got him going here. He's just 20 years old, and there's a way things can work here. I can't say anything bad about anyone who plays for West Virginia. No, you can't. And I won't. <laughs> Last pick of the first round, and all we're going to be talking about, Utah Jazz, I've got him going. Trey Mann, point guard, 6'4", 178 out of Florida. And Trey Mann is kind of small, really. According to this, I had 178 as his weight. He may have put on some weight. He's up to 190, according to this one. He's a good offensive package, but... He's a little bit one-dimensional. He's a scorer. He doesn't play physical, and he isn't known as being a great defender. But in Utah, they've got defenders, and they've got you know great defense. They need a scorer. They need a guy that can score besides Donovan Mitchell. And I know Bogdanovich is a great scorer, but Mike Conley was hurt. This is a point guard that could, could step in in years to come and be that, that scorer they need. Utah don't need a whole lot, so they this don't. guy this guy will be able to if they whoever Utah drafts and if it's him, he's going to get a chance to sit on the bench and do some learning, yeah, under under the learning tree. So that ain't going to hurt him, not at all. 
Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed that. That's our look at the NBA draft as we go through the first round. The draft is tomorrow. We hope you all enjoy it. Tim, I thought we uh, covered that rather well. All things considered, we will be completely incorrect tomorrow. Why? Why wouldn't we? Though, I mean, we are stellar. We are. I mean, talk about <laughs> two first two talk talk about two number one first round picks. That's right, Nate and Tim. By I mean, God, sure, I was drafted in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: I had to laugh today. Somebody had our shirt on and uh, messaged me and said, "Hey, what happened to the TR guy?" <laughs> well. I said he's in an undisclosed location having beer. <laughs> See, and I was going to say he's on an un- undisclosed rehab location, <laughs> along with Ben Affleck. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to wrap us up this week on Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll be back next week. We talked about this last week, Tim, but I wanted to have me, you, and Jeff on the episode for this, and that should be possible next week. As we talk about injuries, we wish we could take back, like, and how things would have been different in all sports. Look at a few guys that you think about that would be that were injured that kind of affected their career, and if we could remove those injuries, how would it have changed? Would it be acceptable to do injuries that we hoped would have been worse than they were? Oh God, that's not nice. But yes, you can do that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, don't don't wish that on the guys I dislike the most in any sport. Don't want anybody to get hurt. No, you don't want to. Nope. For this week, that's going to wrap us up, and we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, We'll be back next week again, and we're inching ever so close, Tim, to episode 200. It's not far off. We just finished up. This episode was 192. Good Lord. So we're... Two months away, man. Another uh, another 70, 80 episodes will be to my weight. No comment for me. All right. That's going to wrap Yeah, we got to double up for you. By the way, congratulations, uh, Giada Bogus. Happy birthday to Giada. She's, uh, what, six? Yeah, six years old. So So happy birthday. Seven and three quarters in Canada. Yeah, seven and three quarters in Canada. That's pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah, happy uh, birthday, and she is now the equivalent to a large cheese stick order from Arby's. So that's great news. Did you see that present? Great, wasn't it? Now, do you get grandpa? I assume that was from grandma and grandpa. I assume. I'm not I sure if I'm hundred percent right, but whoever bought that just won. They did. They did. Speaking of winning, Nick Hoff is winning. New windows. New windows in the house. I don't know if he put them in or I don't know if he paid for it, but one way or the other, he won. Now, <laughs> see, really, he didn't because now no one will hear his screams. <laughs> Congratulations, Nick. And nice uh, nice stone work there. Yes, yes, the wall was... Uh, it was very nice. It was, was very nice. Uh, and Armando. Oh, I don't yeah. Know what, I don't know what job you went for, but I hope you got it, buddy. Yeah, Armando, our guy. Our guy, hope you got your job, Armando. Good luck out there, and uh, be safe. Phil Allen's headed to New Orleans soon. Phil, be safe if you're listening. Phil, does Phil stay home anymore? Not anymore. Does he, does he just travel? I, Although I believe just... I believe he had a, a granddaughter, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, well, there's a good reason to travel. That'd be it. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So. I got to say quickly about Armando, though. I guess that one thing. Armando dresses and pulls off a look that I – 
only wish, wish yeah. I could pull off. Yeah. yeah, me and you couldn't pull that look off. No, I, I look at the way that man dresses and I go, that guy is one cool mother. He really is. Oh, uh, speaking of cool, speaking of cool motherfuckers, uh, rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Oh, I don't talk Pop. about it. I don't want to talk about it. That's too I, close I'm to just home. As, I'm upset as you are. I too love me some ZZ Top. So, uh, who else we got? Uh, first concert that I ever went to with my dad, ZZ Top. A hell of a band, been around for that. That one's one I don't ever remember not being around. Yeah. So, it's going to suck. Uh, Danielle Hoff, getting closer every day. So is, so is my niece, Kennedy Miller, getting closer Kennedy, every day. Uh, who else we got? That, did we cover everyone? Oh, K- K- Casey King on the rehab trail. Yeah, Casey King. I'll see him on uh, August 7th. He's coming get, down to hang out. Get, so. Getting it done. Uh, oh. you, and, uh, uh, Bobby Blaze. The man. The myth. One of the greatest individual humans on the face of the earth. And then there's that Jeremy character. Oh, gosh, Jeremy. Oh, we love Jeremy. I like Jeremy. The, the Twitter feed of Jeremy is something to behold yeah it is it really the, is the, the uh the vast range of individuals he tweets at and or about i'm envious oh we speaking all of, speaking of which i wonder who died on AEW dynamite tonight <laughs> somebody probably well nobody dies but somebody probably got injured <laughs> that probably happened <laughs> wasn't wasn't the wasn't the hardcore match tonight yeah I'm really I don't curious. Know. I think I would rather wrestle Gage in a hardcore match than Nyla Rose just in a regular match. But I was thinking, I mean, at least Nick, Nick, at least you know he's going to try to hurt you. Yeah, I mean, see, Nyla's That's... nice to you and then breaks your arm. <laughs> Good old Nyla. I me, and, me and Pisa Pia had a we we did a uh, in this ring episode today, and we decided that Boise State Stadium needed to host a one on one match between Nyla Rose and Nia Jax and call it the Queen of Taters. And it had to be sponsored by the state of Idaho. Queen of Taters. This is sponsored by Idaho Potatoes. Yeah, so that was our, our thing. But yeah, all right. I feel let's, you. Let's wrap it up. We're going to head out and uh, we'll be back next week. So, Tim, you got anything to say before we get out of here? I have no clever uh, closing lines, uh, except that stairs can be dangerous. That they can. We're glad you're and, doing better. We and, gra- and gravity sucks. Yes. Yes, it does. Say that. But Those who know, no. For all of us here at the Wide Men uh, Radio Network and Wide Men Can't Jump, we appreciate your listening, your patronage, and uh, we appreciate all of our sponsors. And until next time, Cholesterol Games. Oh, yeah, next week. Yeah, next week. And it, and until games. next time, peace. That's what TR would say. <laughs> and he would, yeah. What if he just got mad one day and went, war? (laughs) What's it good for? Oh, God. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com, 
Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horse Burner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.